0: This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul
1: Garcia. And welcome back to another episode of the Spurs Cast. In this trade deadline edition uh, episode of the Spurs Cast, I will be recapping the the, the moves the San Antonio Spurs made at the trade deadline, and then also... um, their move, their options going forward as the for the remainder of the season, and then an early look ahead to the offseason for San Antonio. So, uh, for the Spurs, it was a very quiet trade deadline day right until the last few few minutes of the deadline uh, is when they finally made a move. And so, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and do a quick recap of how the, how the state began. So throughout the day, Thursday, um, it was relatively quiet. Like I mentioned for San Antonio, they actually put out their injury report for their game against Orlando on Wednesday uh, out fairly early. And on that injury report, none of these Spurs players that were had been mentioned in rumors, Doug McDermott, um, Jetty Osmond, or, or Devonte Graham, none of those players were on the injury report. So uh, going into this game against Orlando, it looked like, you know, they're going to have those three players available. You know, normally if, if maybe a trade's on the horizon, they, they might put that a player's out with injury or a, they might just write not with team. And so again, so going into that, Uh, into that injury report on Thursday morning. It looked like, you know, hey, everyone's going to be available. Maybe no one's going to get moved. You know, as time kept going on throughout the day Thursday – uh, where I live, the trade deadline is one o'clock p.m. Uh, mountain Time. So the last injury report I could check was a 12:30 uh, uh, injury report. So I look at the 12:30 injury report, and sure enough, no changes. None of the um, Spurs players who were, who might get traded uh, were on that injury report. So I was like, okay, you know, 30 minutes left for the deadline to end. Maybe the Spurs are going to make it through this deadline without any trades. Well, nope. Within like the last 20 minutes, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN uh, reported that the Spurs are, had agreed to a deal with the Indiana Pacers to move Doug McDermott to Indiana in exchange for Marcus Morris uh, Sr., who's getting moved from Philly to Indiana and then uh also a 2029 second round draft pick from the Clippers, um, and cash as well for Doug. So again, this trade as I'm recording this now at 237 Mountain Time. This trade isn't actually official yet. The Spurs haven't set out their press release. I'm waiting for that to happen. If it happens, I will while I'm in, while I'm recording. I have my phone by my side, so I'll definitely read whatever details the Spurs put out. Uh so, so this is just based on various reports of, of the of the draft pick. Um uh, details. So tw- again, it's a 2029 20, second round pick uh, from the Clippers that Philly's getting uh, it, uh, from, um, from, in- from Indiana. Yeah. Or, or Indiana's getting from Philly anyway. So, so salary wise, this works. Uh, Marcus Morris, his salary was 13% of the cap. Doug's salary was 10% of the cap. And so that, that, that works out just well uh, for both teams. And now where does it put the Spurs for the remainder of this season? It puts them $4.4 million over the salary cap. Sham Sharani of The Athletic and also Jeff McDonald of the San Antonio Express News both reported that the Spurs uh, may not keep Morris on the books uh, for this for the remainder of the season. They might they may either look at a buyout for him or just wave him flat with his I think it's like 17 million dollar contract so that he can go, you know, go sign um, with a with a playoff level contender. And obviously, you know, the Spurs. Um, uh, you know they're they're more from that developmental phase. They're not looking to add any kind of veterans to their team. So this makes this makes sense why they're going to probably waive Morris. He may not be a spur for long. Um, um, Marcus Morris, senior. Now we do want to note though that the that that March first in a few weeks here is the uh, playoff eligibility deadline. So so uh, any veteran player that wants to sign with they, with a playoff level team they need to be waived by their current um, club by uh, two days before that deadline. So I think it's like um, February twenty seventh, February twenty eighth, somewhere around there. Now, just some notable players that the Spurs were reportedly interested in. DeJounte Murray um, ended up staying with Atlanta, you know, right before the deadline. The um, Hawks said, you know, told I guess, the media that, that you know, they weren't, they had no, um, um, they're going to keep DeJounte past this deadline. Tyus Jones, who the Spurs were interested in, who plays with the uh, Wizards, um, the, you know, the Wizards reportedly wanted a first round pick. It looks like they didn't get any good offers for Jones. And so they ended up holding on to Jones past this deadline. That's a little tricky for them because he is going to be an unrestricted free agent this coming summer. And then regarding the Spurs, their other veteran players, you know, so Jetty Osmond for now continues to remain on the team. And so does Devonte Graham. And so just looking at Jetty and, and Graham, like I mentioned, there's about two or three weeks for the Spurs to, to decide if they're going to keep these players on the roster up until the end of the season or, or seek a buyout or just waive them so that they can go sign with the playoff level team. I I, I just don't think right now that Jetty would be a player that they want to move again. If they, if they weren't able to to move him on at the, at the trade deadline, he's been a, a key part of their team. He's gotten a lot of heavy minutes w- w- off the, off the bench with this, with San Antonio's really fit in. Um, and so i think jetty will probably end up making it t- toward the all the way to the end of the season um and then regarding devonte normally i would say yes you know they they would just buy him out because again um you know he hasn't played at all really he's just he's only got spot minutes whenever it's kind of a blowout uh but the reason why they may still hold on to him um up, up until the end of the season is because he still has a partial guarantee on his contract for next season. Uh, I, I don't remember the date that it is. It's, it's either in late June or, or early July. And so basically they may want to hold on to Devante up until the end of the season. Then when, when teams are, you know, once the playoffs start teams that are out of the playoffs, like the Spurs will be, they can start making some more trades before the the draft comes or around draft time. And so maybe if they, maybe they might hold on to to Graham just to see, maybe there's someone out there that wants to take on his contract right before they have to waive him in either late June or early July. So that's why I could see both Jetty and um, Devontae staying on the team up until the end of the season. But again, if they want to give those players their their, their chance to go try to win a ring or go sign with the, with the playoff level team, then maybe they do pursue a buyout with either of those players in these next two or three weeks or um, Um, just wave them flat out. And that way those players can become um, unrestricted free agents and end up signing with the playoff level team. So again, again, Doug was the player that got moved and the Spurs likely are opening up a roster spot by, by, by waving or buying out um, Marcus Morris's contract. So now the next question that comes to mind is, you know, if the Spurs do indeed waive Morris, that's going to open up a roster spot. And so, what are they planning to do with that roster spot for the uh, the remainder of the season? So there's there's a, there's a few options here that they have. Uh, one of the players that a lot of Spurs fans are excited for, if if um again if the Spurs have interest again, I haven't seen any any substantial reporting that the Spurs have any interest in this player. Is that on Thursday before the deadline ended, the Detroit Pistons um um. Uh, there was reported that they are going to waive Killian Hayes. Now he hasn't officially been waived yet, but again, we do expect that to happen. So if Hayes gets waived, um, let's just say the Spurs had um, interest in him. Here are the ways that they could try to acquire him or, or add him to the team. So um, they cannot, they, the, for those 48 hours that, that um, Hayes would enter, um, uh, waivers he, he the spurs from what I from the research that I've done they cannot add him to the team by by claiming him off waivers and here's the reason why his contract is too much it's at 7.4 million dollars right now and uh the spurs um they they do have a disabled player exception of 1.3 million for Charles Bassie's injury but again that's not enough to to claim him into that into that waiver uh at 1.3 million 7 7.4 versus 1.3 million the spurs also have the $7.7 room exception available which that could absorb uh, Hayes' contract, but that new rule and the new CBA doesn't begin, I think, until year two or three of the new CBA. So again, right now, we're still using a lot of these old CBA rules, and so they wouldn't be able to claim, just looking at the research that I've done quickly, uh, they wouldn't be able to claim Hayes off waivers in those first 48 hours. So basically, if the Spurs want Hayes, they have to hope that No teams claim him off waivers uh, before he becomes, he can become a free agent, a free agent after two days. So now let's say that Hayes does clear waivers and he's a free agent. Then the Spurs have a better chance of trying to to sign him if he has interest in it, the Spurs have interest in, you know, in getting together. So the way this would happen is the Spurs have up to that $7.7 million to basically compete with a lot of teams. You know, Hayes is a young player who obviously didn't work out for him in Detroit. He is going to be an unrestricted free agent this coming off season. And so, you know, a lot of young teams like the Spurs rebuilding teams might want to give him a chance for those last, you know, 30 plus games of the season just to see, you know, can he can he be an option for them at, at the point or backup point or as, as a wing? And so if the Spurs are are there, um, you know, do have interest and they might w- w- be competing with some other um, rebuilding type teams if they want to try to uh, take a run at, at Hayes. And so for Hayes, this is a, for him and his agent, this is actually a good thing because basically it drives up his market where normally he might just get the veteran minimum, uh, but instead he might actually be able to, to drive up the price in terms of teams that want to sign, sign him. So So again, the Spurs have up to $7.7 Seven point seven million dollars of the room exception available if they do have to get in kind of like a bidding war to try to try to sign Hayes if that if they do have interest. Now another player that the Spurs might look at if they if they do up an open roster spot is one of their own players, Dominic Barlow. We know that he's on a two way contract. Now that Zach Collins uh, is healthy again, we have seen that 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 uh, Barlow has gone back to just got, got kind of being on the, um, away from the team with the G League because you know the Spurs can only go up to fifty games of having him on the active roster, so they don't want to they don't want to push past that deadline. So he's ha- he's had to sit out games lately ever since that got healthy and so again if they want to um possibly uh, convert Barlow's uh salary to a, to a, a two-way I mean from to a full roster spot once they waive Morris then that is also an option because again they have up to that 7.7 million uh it wouldn't take that much to, to sign Barlow they could give you know they could go over, like three or four million and try to see if they can get like on a, a multi-year deal um or even just the veteran minimum for like a two-year deal and then another way that let's just say that that the Spurs could um if they wanted to, to both add Hayes and add Barlow on a full contract is, is this would be the route they would have to do that. They would have to sign um, Hayes um, uh, to I, to either like uh, using part of that $7.7 million MLE, room MLE, or they could use the $1.3 million disabled player exception that they got for Charles Bassey. So that would be one way to add either uh, Hayes to the group, to, to the team. Then because that that disabled player exception is, is there, the Spurs basically have another open roster spot, uh, only if that player is fit into the, the disabled player perception of 1.3 million. So there they could either, you know, um, convert Barlow's contract, um, I don't know if specifically if you can convert a two-way into a DPE using a DPE, or what they could just do is waive Barlow and then sign him with that, that $1.3 million in the disabled player exception that is less than his um, his veteran minimum. So again, there's some ways that the Spurs can maneuver this if they wanted to both add Killian Hayes and Dominic Barlow to full roster spots. There is a way for them to do that. And just recording um, Killian Hayes, how he's done with the Pistons this year before getting waived. Um, he's played in 42 games for Detroit. He's averaged 6.9 points. Um, his shooting numbers are pretty rough here. 41% from the floor, 30% from three 66% from the foul line, 2.8 rebounds. What, what he's mainly known for is his, his creativity and passing the ball. So he's averaging 4.9 assists to 1.2 turnovers, uh, almost a steal per game, 0.9 steals per game and 0.5 blocks in just 24 minutes. And he is a, a taller player for that point guard position at six, five. So again, um, We'll kind of see now going forward. This is the kind of the next thing to watch is is uh who do the Spurs do the Spurs wave into their own veteran players and and you know allow those players to go um become go go onto playoff teams or do they uh, do they try to go, um, explore the buyout market and try to get you know Killeen Hayes or just even some of those other free agents that are going to be available because there are going to be a, a number of free agents that are that are going to be um, uh, joining. Um, under sixty free agency, and look right here. Woj just tweeted that the Pacers are waving Corey Joseph again. I don't think Corey Joseph is coming back to the Spurs, but you know, again, there's just a lot of uh, different players entering the bio market right now. All right. So now uh that we've gone through through um the, the trade the Spurs made, the options they have going for this for, for the remainder of this season, let's just talk about some early look aheads to the off whenever um the season does officially end and, and June and July get closer with the draft and free agency. So right now, based on this move of moving Doug to uh moving Doug and Morris, it doesn't really affect the Spurs' um cap situation uh, for this coming off season, because Morris was going to be an unrestricted free agent, just like Doug was. So they were kind of in the same boat there. Um, so basically where the Spurs stand going into June into, I mean, into July and in free agency, they do project right now to have anywhere from like low 17 million. If they get the Raptors pick at, 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 at number seven, or high of $23 million in cap space if they don't get the Raptors pick. Let's say that the Raptors bottom out and they end up with um, a top six pick. Then they get to keep their own pick, which means it gives the Spurs more cap space so the Spurs could have up to $23 million. Um, one thing that Mike Finger of the San Antonio Express News reported was um, he kind of just did a quick tally of of, uh, of the Spurs' draft pick situation after they made this move with um, sending Doug to um, Indiana and getting back a second-round pick. Mike reports here that the Spurs project to have 32 picks in the next seven years. And the way that works is that they would have 11 first round picks and 21 seconds. If um, the Charlotte pick doesn't convey or possibly 12 first, and uh, 19 seconds if uh, they get to keep the Charlotte uh, the Hornets' pick. But again, right now, as I mentioned on the last Spurs cast, it doesn't look like that 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 pick will convey in the next two years because Charlotte is a bad team, and they look like they're going to probably keep that pick. So again, Spurs have a lot of assets, um, you know, draft assets going forward in these next few years as um, the team starts to get better down the line, and you know they start to become that, that championship level team with Wemby um, there to to guide them. They're in a good situation to add talent to the team, whether it's this offseason or or in the future future years. Just because they have so many, they've stockpiled all of these picks, and that's what that's what some of these rebuilding teams that are going to want, or not rebuilding, but but decent teams right now who might be wanting to unload some of their good players down the road if it if it doesn't look like like, um they're going to be championship contenders, they want to start retooling and rebuilding. The Spurs are going to be one of those partners now that they look at going forward. And so just looking at two of the uh, three of the players that the Spurs might have missed out on this trade deadline, um Dejounte Murray. Obviously, we know that the Spurs had interest. Uh, They can still go. after him in the, the offseason that there's no problem with San Antonio trying to pursue him, uh, in, in the off season, We do know that, that his four-year um, extension does kick in now beginning, um, in June, I think it's like a 24, 28 million, somewhere around there. So DeJounte's extension does kick in. So the, 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 the uh, price to acquire him is going to be a little bit more in terms of salary, but again, regarding draft assets, the Spurs have deals, ha- have enough to make um, a deal with Atlanta. And then, um, even if the Spurs wanted to get really interesting here in the off season, I know, I know a player that, um, it's been written about, but again, there's no, there's been no reporting that the Spurs want this player. It's Trey Young. I mean, maybe the Spurs don't even um, go after Dejounte. Maybe in the, in the summer they try to go after Trey Young. Again, they're in very good position to do that. They have some movable contracts that um that are close to to uh, Young makes 40 million a season, so the Spurs have a few players who are close to 20 million. So again, if you can put like one player plus use your cap space to get Young, or use like two players making close to 20 million and try to get Young plus all the picks that the Spurs have. Again, if, if Atlanta wants to go more so in a rebuilding mode after they finish this season out, if it doesn't go well for them and they look Get, you know Trey Young offers. Uh, you know if they want to try to move him again, the Spurs are one of those teams. If they if they have interest, they can put a really good package together for Trey Young. If that's the case, and then even if the Spurs don't go for like a splashy move like Dejounte or or Trey Young, there's also still Tyus Jones available. Um, because again, the Wizards didn't move him, he is going to be an unrestricted free agent this coming summer, uh, and the Spurs have multiple ways that they could try to pursue Tyus Jones if they really wanted to pursue him. I mean, try to sign him, they could either use the room MLE that they're going to have this coming summer or all that cap space that they have that 17. 17- To like 23 million, they could try to find a decent range there for for Tyus Jones if they want him. And then something that was reported on Thursday morning. By Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype was that he reported that that both Trey and um, and Tyus, uh, you know, current current spur Trey and, and, and Wizards uh, Tyus Jones, they've actually discussed, according to his reporting, um, the idea of one day playing together again, maybe not this season, but you know, at, at some point down the line, they do want to be on the same team together. So again, that again, if 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 Tyus w- 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 wanted to come to Spurs, and we know now that the Spurs had interest in him, then again, they could pro- possibly um San Antonio could definitely pursue him uh, this off season, try to add him to the team while possibly still keeping uh, Trey Jones. There. So they could have a, a, a Trey Jones and, and Tyus Jones either st- a starting and, and backward there for the Spurs if they wanted more so take that that slower approach to rebuilding rather than going for the more aggressive approach and maybe going after a guy like Trey Trey Young or Dejounte Murray. All right, so that kind of wraps up the uh, Spurs' trade moves. Again, I'm, I'm I'm recording this episode now. It's a 2:51 Mountain Time. I haven't seen this the. the um, the Doug McDermott trade made official yet. Again, it will be made official at some point, but I, I wanted to have that happen during the, the recording so I could have the latest details And there. Again, there hasn't been any met, uh, mention yet if uh, the Spurs intend to uh, either buy out um, Doug McDermott or Jetty Osmond's contracts. Uh, so again, we'll kind of see what happens now in the, in the next few days as um, as the next thing to watch now is that playoff eligibility um, deadline on March 1st. Not, not because the Spurs are going to make the playoffs, but because again, some of their veteran players might get um, released and then they can go join a playoff level team. All right, so thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Spurs cast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review on YouTube and your favorite podcast apps. This episode was written, recorded, and produced by Paul Garcia. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day.